0: Hi everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the NSL's Podcast. My name's Stephen, the host of the NSL's Podcast, and yes, I'm back again. Going to be back for a foreseeable future, and again, just want to thank all the guys who've supported me on the way, especially on the podcast. And my co-host John, who's not with us tonight, he's done a fantastic job. But tonight we'll have Anthony and Francis. How are you both?
1: Yeah, all, all good, Stephen? good,
2: mate. All good. Enjoyed that tremendous result again at the weekend. So
0: can't wait to get tore in discussing a, Discussing it. A- yeah, 100%. But obviously before we get on to that type of topic, I mean, we'll have to start at the first place and that's Kyogo. And over the last 24 hours, he's received, I mean, terrible abuse from certain sections of the Rangers support. Obviously, we're not here to tar all Rangers fans or the club with one brush. It's certain elements of the support, but we just need to call it out as we would do if Celtic fans were involved in racism as well. And seeing that, Anthony, that kind of abuse, singing about Kyogo, where he's from. And all that type of thing—it's just sickening, isn't it? Yeah, it's just the kind of
2: nonsense that belongs in the in, in the the dark ages. To be honest with you, Stephen, it's—I I, I didn't really watch the video. I've seen the, the stills of it, and you can—you know—it's very easy. You—it's very obvious what the the sort of connotations are behind it. Um, it's not something you like to see um, it's maybe hurts, it maybe shouldn't hurt more when it's just because it's one of your own players but it's just sickening to see right across the board <clears throat> uh, excuse me, one of the things I do have to say though, um, and I've got to give credit um, to Rangers um, they've been very quick and very robust in their dealing with it and they put out a very strong worded statement on it last night and I believe um, as we record this, the Perpetrators have been punished. I think they've been banned from Ibrox, and I actually even believe the supporters' bus, um, and during which the footage was recorded, is now banned from receiving match tickets uh, going uh-huh. forward. So, really, really robust um, sort of response uh, to the incident from Rangers, uh, as was uh, Celtic's statement that went out last night, and Ange Postecoglou's defence of uh, Kyogo today. So, um, a really, an, an incident that. It's <laughs> not um the kind of thing they like to see, but I'm very glad that how it's been dealt with.
0: Yeah, I think you're hundred percent right in terms of the quick response from Rangers, which is great to see Celtic come out with a statement. Kyogo himself posting that picture saying he'll never walk alone, and that's that's true, Francis. I mean kyogo has been here a matter of weeks and he's kind of made an imprint on all Celtic fans' hearts and just the way he's performing. And obviously for him, he might not be showing up, but I'm sure this that this kind of twenty four hour period has kind of affected him. In terms of what he's saying and what people are saying about him but just to echo obviously what anthony said rangers have, have banned the perpetrator and up uh, the coincidentally their supporters bus as well which i think is fantastic do you know what i mean everyone in that kind of thing was involved in, in the chanting and the singing and stuff so it was great to see Alan's postacoglu give a fantastic interview today kind of defending Kyogo, saying everyone should be welcome do you know what i mean it's he's a human being at the end of the day and yeah. it's just nice to see the response isn't it
1: Oh, yeah, hundred percent. It's like you used to have touched on there. It's you've got to commend Rangers for their their quick response and the punishments are handed out. I don't, I don't see how they could do any more as as a club to punish these guys. It's now obviously a police issue, and these guys will obviously feel sort of feel rough because some of them will, You would suspect all lose jobs out of this. So it's more this will affect them more than just losing a season ticket or tickets going forward and stuff. But yeah, it's it's not nice to see anytime you, you sort of see it and stuff. And what bothered me a lot yesterday is when you see it on social networking, you maybe go and read some of the comments, it was all the what about it and like treating it like a competition, like it's like it's it's that's was one of the issues where what bothered me was just how some some fans on both sides and stuff were just sort of treating it like I what about when you've done this or what about when you done like racism suddenly became a competition and stuff. So yeah, it was just not nice to kind of see that kind of stuff carried on but as regards to statements and stuff from the the clubs and, and i sports it's it's good to see that he's getting like not that you wouldn't expect him to get the support but it's good to see that he's getting the right support and it's it's quick and quick and stuff
0: yeah it is and it obviously it's disheartening but again just the echo it's great to see the support and everyone at the nsl's podcast we all stand behind Kugo for a high I mean, he's a celtic player He's playing fantastic well at the moment, and what we'll do now is move on to On The Pitch Matters, which is where he is shining at the moment. He's a, been a fantastic player since he's, <laughs> since he's put on that Celtic shirt. And we'll just touch upon the Submarine game. Celtic won 6-0. I mean, I'm trying to remember the goal scorers off the top of my head. Turnbull got a hat-trick, Abadda got two, Edward, Edward. Got, Edward got the other one. It was a fantastic performance. I predicted 7-1, so I was probably the closest out of our group. But come to yourself, <laughs> come to yourself, Francis. I mean, Abada on the, the right hand side, he makes such a drastic difference cutting in. He scored a wonderful goal. Maybe the keeper for Sit Muran Alwick or something. Yeah. His name is nice. he's kind of suspect for a few goals, but even at that, he's still attempting them shots and then getting in the box for the other goal as well. It's, it's just good to see, isn't
1: it? Oh yes. Yeah, it's, it's great to see your wingers doing that. Like Abada does like to keep it wide up, but he's also he likes to come inside and get a shot off and he's uh, his first goal he's benefited from that. Yeah, the keeper should save it. It's just, it's kind of went through his arms. It's taken a slight deflection, but not, not a big one if, when you actually see the replays. But yeah, it was a, a, another dominant performance again. And weirdly, I say that in the group chat out, or or our home games anyway this season, I actually don't think it's been our best performance. But And that's saying a lot when you win 6-0. And I know there was obviously certain factors that go into that. Like I say, the, the key part, the red card doesn't help. St. Marin's cause, obviously was a red card, but it doesn't help St. Marin's cause because they were obviously going go to be struggling coming into the game. And then when they go down to 10 men for a large, large chunk of the game, that just does not help them at all. But it was just, it was good performances all, all around and stuff. And it actually could have been more if the guy we spoke of earlier was, I think he left his shooting boots now in, the, in the, the changing room. Because actually must, by his standards, it was two sitters. For most players, it was there were fairly awkward chances, but the impact that uh, Kyle has had so far, you'd expect him to talk them away quite easily. But I think we'll, I think we'll allow him, allow him. Then he's got a wee bit, of, he's got some brownie points if you like. So yeah, it was a good, good performance again all round, and it's good to see when we're like, t- like going to Tumbles, half-trick uh, goal, and that like you see the mentality that the Postacoglu's way of we don't stop. Everybody's, everybody seems to collect and stuff because Tumble's last goal, yet he chased down a ball that he didn't really need to chase down. It was, but he done the high press and won it high back. And if he was selfish now, he's not had a great start and it doesn't maybe necessarily look like that like Postacoglu fans him. So he might have tried just to go alone to get on the score sheet, but he didn't. He, he played the pass and the ball eventually found its way to tumble. So, It's nice to see that even when we're a few goals, in that case, 5-0 up by five minutes to play. You've still got guys playing for the team and not try to be an individual and stuff just to get their name on the score sheet. So, yeah, it's just it's positives all round for me, Stephen.
0: Yeah. I think as well that ties back to the the open mic session we heard on the training ground Apostle Coglu said we, we only stop yeah. at halftime and full time to celebrate <laughs> do you know I mean? Just to mean yeah. what this? he has that confidence about him that he's going to win every game and looking at the home form I mean we talked about this previously Anthony it looks like we're going to destroy teams and off, off the basis obviously of the Hearts games Dundee games Altmar games and then the St Mirren one there I mean the evidence is stacking up to say we are going to hurt some teams this year I mean touching upon before, the Turnbull and stuff, but I want to go back to what uh, Franta said about and go down to 10 men and that red card. and uh, That Alan Parr seems to always get himself in trouble against Celtic, whether it be for Kilmarnock and as for St. what do you think his problem is?
2: I've
0: no idea, Stephen, but I've I've also no idea
2: how either he, any of his teammates, or even, sadly enough, uh, a pundit who I normally agree pretty much with a lot of what he says, uh, Michael Stewart, how any of them think that they've got a case that that was not a red card and it is the easiest red card you'll see all season it was an absolute shocker i, I actually sit down in that section of the ground i sat in fS2 in the main stand so I was right in line with the with the incident and you were out your seat and you were like this cannot be anything else than a red card and um for, for them he, he, he sort of looked around bemused at the fact that column um, had reached into his top pocket, going, "What are you actually complaining about?" <laughs> you, you know, you if, if uh, you know another little, you know, if Turnbull's legs not planted, he's looking at a season out there. It was it was a real shocker, and um, yeah, absolutely, it was a, it was a correct decision. But yeah, in terms of the the match itself, it was very much similar to the, the Dundee game and uh, and Hearts the week before that. We were just sort of completely dominant. Uh, uh, go, sort of going forward yeah, Joe Hart didn't really have much to do at the back, the back four weren't really tested defensively, but when you've got the amount of options uh, that we have going forward and uh, pretty much all of those players are playing to a very high standard at the moment, we, the, these results are going to be more uh, the norm than not because when we especially at a full Celtic park, the confidence has just flown, it's a well-oiled machine at the moment. And uh, yeah, uh, just uh, long may
0: this uh, run a good form continue. Yeah, I mean, see as well. Obviously, over the last couple of weeks, we've been kind of focusing on players and stuff. And obviously, we're going to talk about Turnbull and things. And you, you look at the, the whole team, Francis, and from back to front, obviously, we still have a bit of work to do, kind of strengthening the back forward, centre-back area. I know we signed the, the creation right back there, which is five-year deal as well, which is fantastic. But do you think that the team itself going like facing the rest of the season as it stands. Would you be confident going into the most most games anyway with the team we have?
1: Oh, I I don't see how you can't be uh, anything other than confident. But to sort of uh, try and look long term, I can't see how without uh, some sort of reinforcements and some depth in the squad, I can't see how you can keep this momentum up going forward. I mean, they might the team might surprise us and stuff, but I just it's see the the amount each player seems to put in a game. Uh, it it seems hard to sort of keep that up. I would think through a a, a sort of a season. So I think we need some some players in uh, in various positions just to obviously help them. But you can see Postecoglou is even making sensible substitutions. Like how many times did McGregor has McGregor been substituted in oh, the last uh, three year? But. Poster Coggle's taken him off with like twenty minutes to go, which is great management, I think. The game's done, if you like, but he doesn't need to so so bring it in. McGregor's our captain brings him off, he knows how important he is to the team and that. So he's he's given guys a good as good a rest as he can. So yeah, it's going on what I've seen, short answer, Stephen, yes, I can see us doing this going forward, but you've got to be got to be long term and I think they just the guys need help in there.
0: Mm-hmm. As you said, that that style of play, it needs bodies, it needs rotation. We spoke about it on the last podcast, it needs like three players for every position <laughs> of the same quality to come in. If someone's tired, you can bring someone else in. But just to focus on a few players from the game, obviously we need to speak about David Turnbull. We'll have to. He started off the season pretty suspect. He was pretty average. He didn't look his normal self like he did last season. It was a dip for him anyway, because last season he was one of the bright sparks and, and, a, and a terrible season. But come to yourself, Anthony, first here. Turnbull got a hat-trick there and Francis rightly touched upon. He had he chased down that ball and the, the ball finally found its way to Turnbull, but he was in the box, he was in them areas, and there was a lot of concerns. People saying, is he going to fit this style, has work great. But what I've seen of Turnbull, he seems to drop deeper in position in the number six kind of role he takes the ball, he runs with it, he takes players on, he finds them passes, and I think, personally, he's one of our better performers over the last four games. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that, 100%, Stephen,
2: absolutely. Um, David Turnbull is an absolutely, phenomenally talented player, there's there's no doubt about that. Um, you could see it, even when he was uh, coming through the ranks at Fir Park, you know, obviously we'd missed out on John McGinn, Um Sort of around the time when he was breaking into the motherwell team and you know very quickly you could see this guy's the next the next big thing uh, to come out of scotland we can't miss this one we we have to if there's a opportunity to get him we have to go for it um obviously that everything happened with his uh, with his injury and whatnot and that uh, that signing was delayed for a season he t- took a little time to break into the team last season uh but he's and like you say, was off the boil a little bit at the start, just sort of as uh, as the Posta reign got underway. But like, as you say, the last few weeks, he's been absolutely fantastic. He looks hungry. He looks fit. He looks like he's enjoying his football. Um, you can really build a team, I think, around him and Callum McGregor in the middle of that part now. Um, I just hope we, we manage to keep a hold of him for a good uh, number of years um, because if he can keep this up, uh, the world's his oyster.
0: I hundred percent agree with <laughs> you, mean I mean, not to get carried away, but he has the potential to be the best midfielder of Scotland. To be fair, the the way he's playing, and obviously Colin McGregor's right up there as well at the moment, the way he's playing too, Francis. But David Turnbull in that game against St Mirren, and, and as you rightly said, it wasn't the best game Celtic played in terms of the attacking sense. But when I was watching the game at Celtic Park when we were playing Hearts, the the cup game, he was just he just takes the ball and he. He's, he doesn't panic. He's a bit like Rodgers like that, but I think he's a bit more athletic than him. And he he can take it in tight areas. He plays them passes the, the the loft the ball over the top. We flex, we back heels and stuff. He just has it all. The minute doesn't he?
1: Yes, it's just the guy just can't seem to do anything wrong. And like these guys touched on it, it didn't go off to a great start, but is is now shown what we all know he hasn't what he showed the last season. It just. The guy just, for his age, just looks so comfy in that team right now. He, he looks like he's, a, he's one of, if not the main man now. He just, he just stand in that midfield. He just seems to have that presence. And like you say, he's, he has got the sort of a similarities to Roger's but obviously more af, more athletic. But just, uh, it's just I, I love how he's playing. He just seems to have it, have it older now. He's, his range of passing is really good, whether that be short or long or through the lines. He's clearly got a knife for a goal and that's not just going back to a uh, Saturday's game and that is I've touched on it before uh, generally when he takes a strike it he, he usually makes the keeper work. He's always hitting the target. So it's fairly good. They just as ah, like Anthony said, the guys is the world's his oyster now and I just for me he's kinda like your old school number eight. He just can get seems to just be up and down the park. He's it's almost as a box to box midfielder without being just back and forward is Something of them maybe like I know we're getting totally got to carry away, but maybe like a Frank Lampard type player. who just, <laughs> he just seems to find himself on in the right place. It's just he's he's happy enough to drop back because he's you know he's comfortable enough to take the ball to say look I'll make things happen and stuff, and and he knows in his his company's own ability that he, he'll make a pass and stuff. So yes, yeah, ah, it's just a lovely guy. I love the guy. down, know man, he's brilliant.
0: I mean, obviously as well. I'm gonna bring up something here, and maybe a bit. Do you know what I mean? There are two different types of midfielders, but it kind of goes back to the whole goal-scoring thing and creating opportunities. And I'm going to go back to Stuart Armstrong, he was a Celtic, and I thought yeah. for years Celtic failed to replace him. Celtic did. I mean, they didn't have that yeah, person yeah, yeah. to break the lines, yeah. get in the box and take shots or try and lay players on with assists. Do you think, Anthony, that Turnbull... I mean, as I said, Armstrong's work rate's fantastic. He can play on the wing and stuff, but for that centre of midfield role, do you think we've kind of found that replacement in Turnbull?
2: Yeah, possibly. I mean, obviously, like you say, sort of different types of players. Armstrong, especially under Rodgers, was the sort of box to box sort of player, um, and just had that energy. He just went from one box to the other uh, for the full ninety minutes, uh, and obviously the the Invincible season, he was a real standout. Um, but yeah, Turnbull, different type of player, but he's he certainly made he, he's made his that midfield his own at the moment, uh, having McGregor i just and, and and it doesn't matter whether it be James Forrest or or Christie, who's maybe sort of playing maybe closer to him uh, or Rogic. They all seem to, all, all of them combined all seem to have good little bits of understanding and they know for each other's going to be. Um, but yeah, I would say to, if you did put down your starting eleven on paper where everyone fit, yeah, I think Turnbull's uh, you know the, the sort of first one in there at the moment. He's just playing absolutely out your skin at the minute.
0: Yeah, what about yourself, Francis, about the Turnbull-Armstrong thing? I know, as Anthony said, there are different types of players, but I think he contributes in terms of assists and goals, and that's important, because Armstrong did that for Celtic. Do you think we're finally getting that
1: again? Yeah, I understand, Dangle, you're confident, like you say, Stephen, they are two different players, but it does seem like the type of player that can maybe replace the goals and stuff, and then hopefully McGregor as well, where a wee bit confidence maybe if McCarthy comes in he'll maybe start replacing some of the goals and assists. So yeah, I understand the angle you're coming from. And I can I can see Tumbo and I can it seems the type of player the way he just stands tall that and authoritative like he, he would be happy trying to take on that man or being the big shot I feel like in the middle of the park.
0: Mm-hmm. I can see it too. And another player I want to focus on is Adaba. I mean, that's another another guy much like Kyogo, I know Adaba got injured there and he was out for a couple of games, but he's scoring again and he scored his first two league goals for Celtic and it was fantastic to see. Just breaking into the box, getting on the end of things, shooting from outside the box. And um, I said there, the keeper was a bit suspect for the first goal he scored, but again, it went in the net and that's all that counts, Hopefully, And I want to get into a wee bit of a thing here, right? So you look at Adaba and you look at James Forrest, both fully fit right now. Who would you take on the right wing? Oh, that's a that's a hard one. I suppose the easiest <laughs> the easiest way to answer
2: it, uh, I suppose, uh, Stephen, is stick for us out on the left, and then you can have the best of both worlds. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the thing is, obviously, obviously, James—he's uh, not had these injury problems to seek last season. He's still—I would still argue—getting himself back to full fitness. But a bad is at the other age of the you know he's at the, the, the different sort of age. He's young. He's pacey. Um, so he's going to pick up, like you say, those little niggles that keep him out for a game here and there. His body, by all accounts, is still developing. Um, so th- these little sort of, you know, pulls and, and uh, can really sort of harm you, your sort of game time. So it, it is quite normal for that to, to happen uh, at his age. So it might well be that we need to utilise them both when they're when they're fully fit. But yeah, like you say, he's in same as Kyogo, same as Turnbull, same as really the full forward line. Really, they're all playing really to a really high standard. They're in a real purple patch of form at the minute, um, and he's one of these players. Ross touched on it um, one of the last times we were on. He's he's sort of shot to start with isn't always the best, but he's one of the guys. He just he gets himself in the right position for the rebound. You know, mm. you think of that first goal against uh, Jablonek away from home. He was he was there at the right time. Um, I actually think, funnily enough though, I think his final ball, actually getting a ball into the box for a teammate is actually a lot better than sometimes what his shots at goal would be, despite the (laughs) fact that he has actually got his uh, name on the score sheet quite a few times now. Um, He he looks like, again, just one of these guys. We didn't know too much about him. Uh, He came for roughly or it might even have been the same uh, fee as Kyogo has uh, as Kyogo did, but the, the two of them have just really Hit the ground running, uh, and the two of them, um, going by their social media uh, responses, anyway, they just seem to absolutely love being here. They're loving the full houses and the response they're getting for the for the fans in the stands, and we're loving watching them uh, play and do their stuff as well. So, yep, yeah, best of both worlds.
0: I, f- I think the biggest question, actually, is: Are they the new Patrick robbers and Kieran Tierney, the wee bro man's coming on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Exactly, but coming to yourself, Francis, obviously Forrest and Ad- Adaba, I mean, they're, they're, Forrest coming to his 30s, Adaba's 19, for me at the moment, Adaba's getting that jersey in terms of the right wing, and as Anthony said, you could probably put Forrest to the right, but the left, sorry. but then Christie's going to miss out, and he's been playing a blinder as well, so I'm going to ask you the same question as it did, Anthony, who would you take at the moment, fully fit, Adaba or Forrest?
1: Well, I don't know if the last time you checked, Stephen, but I'm not the Celtic manager, so that's not my problem. Next
0: question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: joking. Uh, I I think just on form, you you have to go a that but it's to touch on this, my comment, it, It's a good problem to we have we've got right now. I guess when you're you're packing between him and James Forrest, but I think James Forrest has got enough credit in the bank to to com- still command that right wing spot. But going on former like I've. I wouldn't have an issue with a bad or forest going in there, and I don't. I I, I understand the argument to put forest out in the left, but I, I feel like you lost a bit of forest out in the left. But again, it's just it's good problems to have that we can we can sort of do that, and then so. But the kind of just touching a bad that's like he's came in. It's just been a breathy fresh air, and like you guys have said, hit the ground running. And I just, I like how he likes to, he always seems to hug the touchline. He wants to stay as wide as possible. And he always likes to run down the line, get his crosses in, but equally he can come in and get a shot off. And like you said, it's he's not always got the greatest shot, but he just seems to find himself in the right place for the rebound. It's like he just plays a wee one-two with the defenders. But I like the fact that he can obviously go to the line, cross it in, or come inside, and he generally will always take the shot on. So, that creates spaces for other players within the team because if he's cutting inside, the defending side might be like, oh, we need to cover him. He's going to shoot. He's not necessarily got to lay it off. And so it just creates spaces elsewhere in the park. And even when players like maybe Taylor or Crystal or whoever's playing out left on the other side, is I think it's made me more of a coaching thing because you see on the other side he's always coming into the back post and stuff. That's how we got his second goal at the weekend. He was just at the back post for the header. So... And then we've got to remember this guy's coming in a, a foreigner coming in a foreign country, nineteen year old, and he's up. He's playing out his skin. So yeah, like you guys said, long may it continue with guys like him and Kyle and just just anybody who's now in a Celtic jersey.
0: <laughs> I figure right in that front, but I want to get your opinion on something, obviously, before we move on. Both of you, anyway. And it's Kyogo and Edward, okay? And I said this in the last podcast, I think Kyogo out the left, he's a bit wasted. That's my opinion. I think he's far better for the middle. And I do hope, I really hope against Alkmaar and against Rangers coming up this weekend that he plays in that position because he can torture them defenders, make them runs in behind. I know, obviously, Posse Cogli, is trying to find a way to fit Edward in the team because if he's there, he's on big wages, he needs to play, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, for me anyway, Kyle goes better for the middle. He kind of occupies the two defenders and he's a bit lost out in the left. Do you, do you get that opinion when you see him out in the left?
2: Lost? Probably not. I mean, he still had, although he didn't actually get on the score sheet on on Saturday, he still was involved heavily in the goals. Some of the little bits of movement, the little touches to drag opposition players out of position that then allowed Taylor and Abada and Chris- and Turnbull the space to get their shots. Um, he, he was he was certainly influential, but I do agree, Stephen. Um, and it, I think it's pretty telling that, and you know, if you're going to put the inverted commas around it, the big game so far with, uh, this season would have been uh, Alkmaar last week, and Edward didn't start. You know, he started with with Kyogo in the middle last Wednesday and brought Edward on. I think he probably will do the same uh, on Thursday and Sunday. Because, I, like you say, I do think that is where he is He's absolute most effective, like you say. The, the good threat thing about Kyogo is that he's he's so versatile and even I, if he's getting played through the middle, he's still going to dart off left, right and even right the way back um, as well to help out. And that will cause um, the Altmar defenders and the, the Rangers defenders uh, at the weekend all sorts of problems. So I, I, I would agree with you to the sense that I would start him through the middle and then, it doesn't matter, however, whatever way the game's going, the Altmar defenders and the Rangers defenders will tire if they've got to put up with him through the middle for a prolonged period of time, which would then allow for me, uh, in my opinion, for Edward to then come on, uh, perhaps later on in the game, maybe 65 minutes plus, and then be you know, can you imagine trying to mm-hmm. keep a whole day? you know, Kyogo, for, for most of the game, I mean, it's like trying to pin a wave to the sand and then a nine million pound <laughs> yeah. striker coming on. It's just, it, it would it would cause any defence uh, all sorts of problems for me. So, yeah, if it was up to if I was Ange, uh, post-acoglu, that would probably be my thinking for the two games going forward. Um, that might not be the news that Edward would want to hear, but uh, as I say, and un, until we know what's happening any which way with, with his uh, with his situation. Whether he's going to be here or not, um, we have to sort of plan for life uh, without him. And mm-hmm. on the on the occasions that Kyogo's played through the centre so far this season, uh,
0: we've reaped the rewards. Yeah, I think that's 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 a great kind of summary in terms of the positional sense of things. And when I said lost, I didn't mean losses in player sense. Like he's not getting involved. I mean, you're not getting the best out of there, Francis. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, you, you look at it as well edward as anthony rightly said there we don't know what's happening we don't know if he's staying or he's going if someone's going to come in with a bid in the last day and he's going to wave bye-bye and he's he's going to be away with no time to replace him and i think we do need to plan for life without edward that should have been done last season as well in terms of yeah. someone coming in but what what would you do francis for the games coming up would you put kugo back for the middle because in my opinion that's where he's best
1: yeah i would i would have to go through the middle same as Yourselves. I mean I understand Trying to get Edward on the team Because a fit and fire And Edward Hood's head's in the right place You've got the best striker And even with Kyogo's start you've Edward playing at top form He's the best striker in Scotland By a country mile Best player in Scotland By a country mile So I can understand maybe Trying to get him on side If you like and, But like you do You do, lot, you do seem to lose A good bit of Kyogo Playing him out there In terms of how we seem to be going forward because Edward doesn't seem to be making the same sorts of similar runs but Posta by our accounts has seen Kyogo more than ourselves and he did say he played a lot off the left in Japan but on the evidence what we've seen, I, I would I, going forward, I would like to see him, see him through the middle and like Anthony's touched on he has, in the bigger sort of games I feel like he has played Kyogo through the middle and it seems to be the other games, Edwards coming in, but Kyogo's still playing off left. So, yeah, I would for the upcoming two games. I would like to see Kyogo through the middle. But again, going into Sunday's game, I wouldn't be totally against Edward being up there because he's he's done it against Rangers plenty of times. So it's I, I get it goes back to the Forest about it. It, It's a nice position to be in, but yeah, I would I'd most certainly go with Kyogo through the middle if that was. If it's just a straight question between the two, it's for me. It has to be Kyle. Go for the middle.
0: It has to be Kyle. Go for the middle, as Anthony said. Like he will torture them defenders. Yeah, and I
1: mean, like Anthony what? said, it's, it's a great point he made. If he's got to drag them into players in positions they don't want to be, which will open up spaces, they'll maybe not know whether to go to stick or twist, whether they track them and stuff. and that meant as. All I, I, physically and mentally, that's got to be tiring. And then, like Amfi says, you could then bring an Edward on then ex- to sort of exploit the spaces for there. Mm,
0: exactly, and obviously we touched upon the games coming up: Alkmaar on Thursday, and then the Glasgow Derby on Sunday. And it's going to be this is the biggest week in Pasikoglu's tenure so far as Celtic manager, triumphantly. And we'll just look ahead to the Alkmaar game. Obviously, we'll focus more in depth on the Glasgow Derby game in the upcoming uh, podcast. But two 0 aggregate score, we're, we're ahead. But again, Alkmaar had chances to score at Celtic Park. They had, I mean, at least five good opportunities. Joe Hart was on fire. He made some cracking saves, especially the one where he tipped onto the post with his foot. That was that was a great save. But going into the game over in Holland, Anthony, Posta Coglu obviously said <laughs> that there's no, there's no holding back. It's just it's just the Posta Coglu, it's the Ans ball. It's just going for it from the start. Are you a bit... Kind of weary about that. Would you would you sit back and defend, or do you think it's just us as fans being scared of us going and trying to dominate the game the way Postacoglu sees that we can? Well, you're you're right, Stephen.
2: It is going to be an absolutely
0: massive week uh,
2: for Angent and, and the team. Obviously, Alkmaar on Thursday, Rangers at Ibrox on uh, on Sunday. So, yep, it's uh, quite fitting that uh, that our fiftieth episode. Has fallen on this week. because It's uh, a perfect time to discuss all the big, the big events. Uh, yeah, ahead of Thursday, I'll be honest. I would go with what Angie's uh, saying. Go out and play our game, and don't worry too much about you know what the opposition are going to do. Historically, we have never been too successful when overthinking it. If that's maybe the best term to use, whenever we're, whenever even if we've got a a big lead, a slender lead, or even if we're behind. If we try and sort of play an extra man in, a, in, a, in, the, in the middle or, you know, we try and sit back, it, it, more often than not, in, in years gone by, has come back to haunt us. Um, this team is playing full of confidence. Yeah, we rode our luck at times uh, last week. Yeah, like you say, Joe Hart made a couple of really good saves. Tony Ralston's intervention uh, just went, went up where I was sitting at the game last week. I just was waiting on the Alkmaar defender, um, putting it in the far corner. Uh, Low and Ralston just seemed to come out of nowhere And, <laughs> and clear the lines uh, So you know we, we rode our luck a little bit But by the same point we also Were quite clinical We took up two, uh, two chances when they came along And it would have been three Were it not for an absolute Series of wonder saves uh, And blocks from uh, their goalkeeper And, the, and their defenders um, From Edward and God, I can't remember who else It was a total pinball at one point Trying mm. to get it in the net And we just couldn't couldn't get it over the line so yeah, I I, I couldn't imagine uh, Ange sitting down to these guys going ahead to Thursday and going right, we're going to we're going to change it up a wee bit. We're going to be defensive. We're going to try and sit back. I I just don't think. I, it's not that this group of players aren't capable of playing that way because they're all talented players, but I just think. I'm always a big believer in if some don't try and fix it, there's, there's not a need for us to change the now. I get that it's away from home. I get that Alkmaar are a good side, but we're a right good side as well. We've, we have scored in every competitive game we've played so far this season and we're more than capable of going there on Thursday night and and scoring one or two, which could really put the tie beyond Alkmaar. Um, so you, and they always say as well, you know, it is a bit of a cliche, but they say that 2-0 is the worst lead to try and defend. Um, Especially away from home. So I'd, I'd just say, why not just go and play to our strengths and um,
0: hopefully that will see us through in the night? Yeah, I mean, that's the exciting part, isn't it? Because as you said, Anthony, we've went into games before, whether it be 2 1 up, 3 1 up, and we always, as you say, overthink it. We sit back and we evade pressure onto ourselves and we end up eventually conceding goals. The team goes into panic, and if then obviously the forward result is we get put out of competitions. And that seems to be the way Celtic have been over the years anyway. But Francis, Postacoglu's came in with his his kind of his hands ball, as all the Celtic fans are calling it at the minute. It's just free-flowing attack of football, and he, he quite openly said, as long as we score more in the opposition, he doesn't really mind. <laughs> and people are, people are like, well, what about the defence? But he's, he's the type of coach, in my opinion, that won't waver, he won't change, he won't be scared of any opponent, because he believes in Celtic and the team we have, that we can go compete. At this level, anyway, at the Europa League, obviously the Michelin game came too early. And what if what what, what happened if we played them now? Could we have turned them over? I think we could have, but we, again, we can't we can't look back in hindsight in terms of that. But get into the game at Holland. Are you confident that they can see it through you and even get a comfortable victory?
1: Yeah, I don't say you can't be anything but confident, just simply on what we've seen so far, and especially the home leg. Yeah, it's the second league as away from home, and it. History tells you sometimes you do find it harder to play away from away from home in Europe and we're not we're no, uh, stupid like uh, are a, a decent enough outfit but yeah I like I like thinking of saying well this is who we are Wales we'll sh- you is obviously trying to, maybe not trying to get teams to change for him but he's not going to change his style to suit another team he's going to try and go toe-to-toe and them feel like you say well you this is how we're playing this is your style so we're going it's working for us this is how we're going to play going forward me personally I might try and be a wee bit more reserved but again I like I think that's more just how Celtic's been in the past and I, I know as I've said it's not been successful and stuff so I don't know why <laughs> I'd be, be using that logic but it's it's just one of those things because it's how big a game it is but I find it quite refreshing when he makes a kind of comment saying, "Look, but this is we'll just be doing doing the normal thing that, so that you'll be facing the same same thing you faced last week." So it's it's nice to see. And I, the way we're playing, I can't see us not scoring in any, any game. So I can't see us conceding three goals to maybe three four goals uh, on Thursday night. Anyway, so I, I can't see anything but a positive outcome for the tie. Whether that be that we win the game or uh, draw the game or whatever, or even get beat, at, I don't believe we'll get. They will overturn the aggregate score because I just simply can't see us not scoring in any game with the chances we create right now. So I'm not saying we'll maybe win the win on the night, Stephen, but I think the outcome will be a favourable one.
0: Yeah, I mean, go back to what you said there about logic in terms of how you're thinking you'd be a bit more reserved. That's what we know as Celtic fans, because yeah. we begin to lead we begin to lead at home, and then we always talking about just sit back, protect the lead, protect the lead, mm-hmm. don't be going gung-ho, don't be going attacking. attack don't be trying to score goals. And then when we do that we invite pressure, it's like as Celtic yeah. fans at the minute, we're scared of the unknown, because we've never been in a situation where managers are just quite clearly saying, nope, we're not defending anything. We're, we're going yeah. straight at it from the start. But just before we obviously move on to the scores, score and lineup predictions, I mean, Anthony Ralston, he's a topic of conversation at the moment. He, he has been fantastic. I mean, the last five performances, he, 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 he's been faultless, to be fair. And Anthony rightly said the challenge against uh, Alkmaar in the first leg when he came out of the back post out of nowhere. Like, Superman just cleared the ball. He's been solid in all the league games he's played in. Seldington so made a sign in there. Jaskrinovic, y- again, that's probably wrong, but sure. <laughs> Croatia right back. I think it's 10 or 11 international caps. He played in the Euros and stuff. Come to yourself, Anthony, here first. Do you think Postacogni's going to throw him in? Or do you think he's going to stick with Ralston?
2: I think at the moment he'll stick with Ralston purely on a a fitness um, front, Stephen. I I don't think, um, obviously, with flying over and uh, one thing and another, I'm not sure. I know he he did play, uh, he has been playing for Warsaw, but you just don't know on on what, even to integrate with his his new teammates, etc., it would maybe be a, a massive risk, especially with the fact that it'd be different if, you know, perhaps Anthony Nelson was blown hot and cold, but he's playing out his skin at the moment. It might well be that if he, you know, tried to change it at such a, a, a critical moment, that that could, that could have a negative effect. Um, it may well be that he, he may start at Ibrox. Uh, I think that's, like, or, or at least he might feature at some point at Ibrox, but a. Think Thursday might just come a
0: little bit too soon for him. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I noticed, Francis, when you obviously see the pictures on whether it be Instagram, whether it be Twitter, was he got he got a hug from the holy goalie himself, Arthur Boridge, kind of as passes to Celtic Park, and Boruch's given him that kind of acceptance and stuff. He's taking over the mantle as the next next guy from his team to go to Celtic in terms of of like Warsaw. But are you, are you in much of the same opinion as Anthony? Ralston will stay in for this game anyway?
1: Yeah, I I like have mm, far well apart from this season, I was far from our Anthony Rouse in but I don't I don't see how you can actually see otherwise. Now it's the guys, has been brilliant, so I don't I don't see how you can bring your Uranif- I don't actually believe he's eligible for Thursday night because he wasn't registered in time, but I could be wrong. So I don't think I think Thursday's out of the equation for him regardless. But yeah, going into Sunday, we if it was maybe a home game, not necessarily against Rangers. I could, I would maybe see Urovnovich coming in, but I, I don't see, I don't see him coming in at all until after the international break. Just with the way we're playing just now, and the way Ralston, especially, is playing, I, you just can't drop the guy now. But like Anthony said, maybe if you're going okay, getting a nice, you've got a nice wee uh, cushion on Sunday, you can maybe, (laughs) maybe bring the guy on for five, ten minutes. But I don't, I. I think he'll be in the squad on Sunday, but I don't think he'll actually be playing on Sunday. I don't think we'll watch the same until after
0: after yeah. that game. I mean, you could bring him on on Sunday if we're like 6-7 ahead. I mean, that'd be an, an, an okay thing to bring him on, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but look, moving on to obviously say lineup and score predictions. So come to yourself, Francis, here. First of all, give me your lineup prediction and then your score after.
1: Well... I'm going to be a wee bit pragmatic against what the manager's actually said. I mean, i am still stick it in my four-three-three three if you like, but obviously the back four picks, it's, or back five if you include Hart, the back four picks at Selway, Ralston, Starfield, Welsh and Taylor. I think McCarthy may come in if he's fit. I think he may come in with Tumble and McGregor in front of him. Just a wee bit more stability in the middle of the park. Maybe a wee bit McGregor just sitting slightly back. And then Christy out left, Abada on the right and Kyogo up front. So a wee bit more reserved by not having like uh, your Rogic or something in. But that's that's me. I, I suspect was Skog will have a slightly more attacking.
0: What about the score?
1: Uh, I'm going uh, a 2-2 draw and I'm giving Kyogo and Abada a goal each for us.
0: Nice one. And yourself, Anthony, line up first, followed by your squad. Uh, next? line up. Yeah, well, like
2: as as Francis says, goalkeeper on the back four, just pick themselves. Um, I do think it will be McGregor and Turnbull. I think he'll go Rogic um, to start. I must admit, um, just going by what he says, but I think perhaps James Forrest would start rather than uh, Abada. Um, but again, like you say, with and I would I would start uh, Kyogo uh, up front on his own and. Edward probably uh, to feature later in the game. So, yeah, a, maybe a bit more physicality in the middle of the part. We're having, you know, Rogic, Turnbull, and, and McGregor uh, rather than, you know, perhaps, you know, a a Bada out on the right. But, uh, yeah, and I think I, I can see it. I'm I'm going to go be very confident, or maybe a bit more confident than I should be, but I'll say a 2 0 victory for Celtic. I think we'll go over there and keep a clean sheet.
1: Ah, I was very confident with 10 players, too.
2: <laughs> oh God, i missed one, sorry <laughs> i still got left mid oh, eh, that, that was maybe Christy, sorry I, 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 I thought I'd mentioned him, yeah So yeah, Christy, but I mean, Forrest out on the right, just that wee bit more experience eh, than Abada eh,
0: and Kyogo through the middle, yep For me, I'll go Joe Hart, Ralston, Welsh, Starfield, Taylor, Sorrow, starting slightly deeper than the free. McGregor, Turnbull in front of him, because I think Sorrow coming in as well can give a bit more athleticism in the middle of the park in terms of closing people down. Cowboy for yep. the middle, Adab on the right and Christie on the left. And my score, I'll go Flea 2 Celtic, I'll go Kugo to get 2 and Turnbull to get the other one. What do you think about that? We'll that sounds good, sounds good.
2: Thank yeah,
0: you. I mean... Obviously, in terms of the main show, guys, that's us kind of finished. Uh, the quiz uh, didn't have time. Obviously, coming in from work, to kind of do a quiz, so we'll leave that for this week. I'll be back again. Oh, thank
1: God, because the- I'm confident I probably scudded me free knowledge. <laughs> to pull up <laughs>
0: but it, it will be, it will be back. Obviously, in the podcast coming up, looking, looking, looking more in depth to the Glasgow Derby game on Sunday. But again, as i always say to the people who are listening. Bear with us because we are going to go video. I know we've been saying that since like the 20th podcast, but as Anthony Anthony said, this is our 50th episode. This is a big milestone for us in terms of a, a group, a podcast group. We started this back in February, and we didn't really know where it would go. And we've gained followers on every single platform that we're appearing on, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast. We're on everything, and people are supporting us. People are listening, and soon people will be watching our faces i mean that could be a good thing or not a good thing but we'll see in due course
1: yeah, <laughs> we'll it come to soon yourself.
0: Soon. but we'll come to yourself here anthony and francis have you enjoyed this one Yeah, oh, it's
2: I, been good. absolutely absolutely Stephen. like you say it's been a a, a kind of crazy ride the last 50 episodes but uh yeah i enjoy coming on here um whenever whenever i'm on and uh like you say what the numbers are growing all the time i mean i'm i'm not as Technologically advanced as uh, what John is, John's the he keeps everything going on all the different platforms. But one thing I would say that's a good thing is I've noticed our YouTube subscription has never since we've actually started. No one's ever subscribed to us has ever unsubscribed so far. Like you say, that may change when we go to a video uh, and, and you know <laughs> the, the, the the public uh, get, our, get our lovely mugs, uh, you know staring back <laughs> at them. But uh, for the time being, yep, as uh, as uh, Chandler's boss says in Friends. The lines all go up, so I'm happy. <laughs>
0: I mean, that, that, that may change if people witness us on the night out. Do you know what I mean? Oh,
2: <laughs> my God, absolutely. Anybody that's seen some us of, in Malone's last some Saturday. Of dance, oh my some God. of the dance moves.
1: Some of the dance moves, Oh, I tell
2: yes. you. My so, feet just can't of behave weightless. when Little Mix comes
0: on, son. I tell me that. Some, <laughs> some some of the weightlifting boys, do you know what I mean? But here, oh, I mean, no. in, in terms When's of the, the show, get better. Uh, exactly in terms of the show guys that's us all done and to the listeners who's listening and supporting us whenever we put a podcast up stay well and keep safe hail heal.